You're listening to We Speak Common Presents The Cosmic Causeway, a Spelljammer miniseries. To find out more about We Speak Common, head to wespeakcommon.com for a full list of links for where we're available, including our social media channels like Twitter and Instagram, and of course, our Patreon, which makes series like this possible. Now sit back into that helm and hold on tight. We're heading to wild space. Welcome to We Speak Common. Previously on the Cosmic Causeway, four figures walk through the forest, led by a buggy-eyed female halfling. Hi, guys. <laughs> the man known as Halcyon. Halcyon looks just uncomfortable. The short and unassuming-looking goblin known as Mashsticks. Bugs asked for help, so here I am. Dragging behind the party with a bit of displeasure is the dark and he's just got this hard stare on him. You come across suspended in a large tree what appears to be a small sailing ship. The door is slightly ajar so you just need to give it a push and as you do you hear the as it opens into this rather grand large room. In the middle of the room is a captain's chair. Slumped in the chair is the body of a human man. You damn pirates! And then there's suddenly a large explosion. There is a moment of monumentous trembling. The ship is sailing up towards the sky. The whole half of the front of the ship has fallen to the ground behind you. Oh, it looks very dark out there, you guys. It is Halcyon who falls unconscious first. You manage to get the rope off of Zadar and you tie it up. And as you do, you look up to him and he's unconscious and you blink again. Your blurriness moves in and out of focus. And then as your vision goes away and you go to blackness, you just hear Ralph. Oh, that bugs is going crazy. Bugs. Yeah. You are the first to awaken. You hear the distant chirping of Ralph. Coming into uh, focus through your ears. You blink and your eyes open into a dark contained wooden room. Lying on separate beds around the room are your friends. What do you want to do? Ralph? And he jumps up onto your shoulder and cocks his head at you. Hey, is is anyone else awake? Oh, okay. Uh, can I get up? And... Uh, yeah, you can. Uh, I'll go over to matches yeah and uh sound asleep just like checking pulses as well make a medicine check yeah 20 uh yeah seems seems fine just uh in just a sleep in a light sleep yeah you could wake him up okay uh, uh yeah i'll give him a little shake and be like 
Matches. Matchsticks. You come to to the voice of bugs. Yeah. It's, oh, oh, come on, I, I burnt all them papers. Just just like they wanted. Let me, just five no. more minutes. Matches. Matches. <laughs> I, what? I thought I was dreaming too. But I have no clue where we are. We're not at home. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Yeah. Shit. Oh, it matches. Uh, do I still have that bronze sphere? Uh, yeah, it, it is uh, tucked away in a pocket that you put it in as you were falling unconscious. I will just sort of start Rubik's Cube playing with it. Yeah. Cool. I'm gonna wake the other two up, okay? Alright. Who'd you wake up first? Uh, Halzian. Halzian, you wake up to Bugs and Ralph. Bones. Ralph is jumping on your chest. Hey, Bones! Uh, Bones. What? Bones. Wait, where are we? I got no clue. I don't know. Is it the same place? Are we in? Are we on the same ship? Looks completely different. Oh, we're somewhere else. I don't know. Maybe someone saved us. I haven't been out yet. I just woke up matches. Did you have the same dream as me? The one where we're like hurtling through the sky? Oh, I, I, dude, it wasn't a dream. That's what mm. I thought. Yeah, it wasn't a dream. Zidai, you were woken by the sound of your friends chattering away. Oh, what's... What? Wait, you're still there? What? He has a small moment as he like, recollects everything. Mm-hmm. We're alive? Yeah, apparently we didn't die. The door <laughs> to the room opens, and standing there is a short female halfling. She is... <laughs> I'm like, wait. She is dressed <laughs> in... Um, the best way I can describe it to your kind of frame of reference as, as characters mm. would be piratey gear. But she has a white apron on that sort of starts at her midriff and drops down. And you can see that along her belt is, uh, her waist and down, along her belt are vials and um, a couple of uh, what look like gnarly syringes. And she goes, Ah, oh, you're all awake then. Well, that's a good sign. It's not often we pick up drifters. My name is Halzian Smissy. I'm a researcher from the the Watchful Order, I, I think. All right, hon, you just take a minute. I don't need your life oh. story right now. Just have a breath. You've been through a lot. What do you mean by drifter? One minute we're, we've got some weird old coiners groundlings, and then we're being called drifters. Yeah. Are you... Who are you? Okay. Uh, well, formalities first then. Uh, my name is Piper Cornhalf. I'm the surgeon on this ship. And I've been looking after you for the past few hours. Well, we don't need your life story. Oh. Um... <laughs> she laughs at that. Where are we? You, my friends, are aboard the Void Howler. The Void Howler? An- a- another boat? Uh, yes, a ship. Oh, so what sea are we in? What What country are we near? Oh dear. You... Uh, are we anywhere near Waterdeep? Because that's where we're from. And honestly, I, I was just on a mission and I, 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 I think it all got a bit too scary. So you, you could just take us home. Could you oh. also tell us that we were having, you know, hallucinations about going into the stars? Because that that's kind of crazy. Yeah, like, maybe... It's really bad, you know? Like, really crazy. Maybe there was poisonous plants or something, you know? We've we've come across them before. Can you all make me an insight check? 
Are we on another flying ship? 22. 22. Eight. Eight. 21. Oh. 12. 21. <laughs> um, so... Uh, all of you except for Zidar can see there is a sense of um, apprehension on her face and pity in a way. Not like, not like bad pity. Like she feels like she's she's sorry for you in in some sort of sense. What is it? Don't look down on me. I'm not a child. <laughs> well, my dears. You're about to get a rather rude awakening. No, I got the rude awakening from her. Can you all stand? Are you feeling well? Yeah. Okay. Just? Yeah. A little bit. You should all have your things with you. We didn't move anything. We, we, we got everything we could that was out there with you. So pick up your stuff and I'll show you exactly where you are. Uh, Bugs will make sure everything is in her bag exactly how it was. Yeah, make a perception check. Mm-hmm. You can all do that if you're checking your things. 17? 18. Yeah, 17, 18. Yeah, what do you get, Sam? Uh, 10. I'll just pop the bronze sphere back in its pocket and then not, not bother checking. I didn't have much. Yeah, you're all pretty certain that... Um, the things that you did have before are all here. Do I still have my gun? Uh, did you want to bag it before you... I was holding it. Then, uh, if you were just holding it during that whole thing, roll a d20 and, or first of all, tell me high or low. No, 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 (laughs) don't roll it. Pick high or low. (laughs) And then roll the d20. Hi. Okay, roll the d20. And tell me what you get. 12. You still have the gun. Oh! It's in in your bag. (gasps) Thank you. Okay. I get it out and I'm like, this isn't technically mine, but it is now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's... Do you have any... Do you have any bullets for it to actually I fire it? I don't know if it even needs bullets. Uh, it does need bullets. Not for me. Maybe I make it something else. Oh, right, yeah. No, as it is at the moment, it, it yeah, yeah, would yeah. require the standard things. But I are. could do something else with it. It's a flintlock for yeah. all, all, all case and purposes. What? Um, is that a good idea? Okay. I feel like you're playing with things that can very easily kill people isn't a good idea. I don't know why I think that, but it's it's just something that comes to the forefront. I'm not playing, I'm tinkling. She did this before with a barrel of gunpowder and some fire arrow. It didn't go well. That was a fun day. It was a fun day, and memories were had by all, so I think we should move on. (laughs) (laughs) The sass. So I just kind of like, just, you know, shakes his head (laughs) before following. She says, come on then. Follow me and uh, just hold the questions until we're ready for them, okay? I'm not sure I can do that. She steps aside from the door and uh, sort of moves out into whatever looks like a corridor is behind um, for you to follow. And as you do, you walk into the cargo deck 
of this ship. You are inside the ship, so you cannot see outside of it at this point. Um, there is a similar looking doorway and room directly across from you. This is a small 10 foot corridor. Uh, looking back, you can see there it opens up and looking forward, it opens out into the cargo deck too. Um, she is gonna lead you to the back of the ship, but as you make your way out, you can uh, look to the, the fore of the ship and notice that there are cannons uh, lined out as part of this cargo deck. Um, a couple of them look like they are being moved around. They're not ready for use. They're not like put up against portholes or anything like that. They're, they're just there for storage or something. Does this look fancier than the other ship? Yes, and you can instantly tell it's much bigger mm -hmm. already. Um, just by the, the size that you have here in this deck, it feels much larger. Have we seen other people walking around? Um not here although i would like why don't you all do me perception checks and we'll see if you notice anyone on your way around nope that's a nine 16 13 nice. 12 12 cool so you um the 16 which was matches you will see that as you're moving away from that area where all that cargo is and you can see all those cannons oh sorry housing where all those cannons are um being kept and and held uh, there is a couple of goliaths they look um related they look quite similar and they are chatting away and as you're moving one of them looks and just sort of nudges the other and points and uh oh hello north folk they don't they don't give you any sort of response you're pulled okay not talkative I you're see. pulled towards the the back of the ship where there are uh two sets two flights of stairs that go up and down and this halfling piper takes you to the set that ascends and you move up into a large open main deck and as you go out you can see above you that darkness of the sky the stars uh, sprinkling uh, the the black void of space and up on deck as you look out you notice that this boat has many masts uh, three in fact uh, the, you can see the main mast and the foremast the stern you assume is behind you there's rigging and ropes connecting them all and there are these large sails that are currently down but they have no wind pushing them uh, they are there and almost look kind of like at this point they're on show uh, like they're not being used there are a number of people milling about and doing things on the deck you can see uh, a few halflings moving about the rigging uh, some of them up in the sails tying things down and moving around you can see uh there is a at the fore of the ship a looks like kobold who is moving boxes and moving stuff around. He just looks like he's clearing up a space. Uh, there are some humans milling about. One thing that catches you off um, off guard is the Loxodon, the <laughs> elephant man, who is standing and looking out into space. He's not working. It's almost like he might be on a break of some sort. I'm assuming we've not... None of you have seen, seen a Loxodon before. <laughs> None of you have seen an elephant man before. Uh, okay. And you are not close enough to any of these people to to like have conversations with them. And mm -hmm. Piper is very much like, come now, come on, let's go. Um, you are from the top of the stairs. You move round and to uh, the 
stern, which has a couple of flights of stairs that go up to it, but you are taken to the doorway that goes into the stern. And uh, when that opens up, you are pushed into a, a small corridor, about 10 to 20 foot. Um, maybe not 20, it's extended at one side. And there are uh, one, two, three, four, five other doors in here. Um, but you are pulled through past the uh, all of the doors towards the back. Um, this door is at the uh, port side in the back of this, this quarter. These doors are rather um, not grand, but they look more ornate than any of the others, especially the, the two that are near you, the one that you're about to go in and the one on the opposite side back a bit. They look quite well decorated and carved and designed. They're made of like this dark, beautiful mahogany wood. Um, and Piper knocks on the door to uh, to just signal that you are there. Um, and it opens and a half-orc, quite tall and well-dressed, uh, in what you would assume is naval kind of gear. It's very regimented. It says, Ah, oh, hello, Piper. How, how can I be of help? And she says, well, Mr. Tal, um, our guests are awake. Is the captain around at all? And he says, mm, She's not in here. I think she may be out above us, taking in the sights before we make dock. And Piper says, very well. Um, thank you very much, Mr. Tell. I'll leave you to it. And she turns and gestures for you to, to to follow her again back out of this hallway. And as you take a glimpse at him, he sort of eyes you all up. He stands with a very straight back, um, very tall. And he uh, has that kind of half orcish underbite that comes in from his his tusks that aren't, aren't overly big. Um, he's shorter than the average orc. As you move past one of the back doors, you see it open uh, as a human uh, comes out and behind is what looks like a very similar setup in a different room to what you were in in the, in the, the other ship that you were in. Um, a table with a big spherical display that is up and open and you can see a twisting rock uh, which you would recognize matches as the one that you were setting your course to without meaning to is uh, spinning in this display. The door is shut and the, the man just nods his head and makes his way out to the deck. You're pulled out or followed out, gestured out into the, the main deck and taken up to the stern, uh, which is above the area that you just went into. Standing up there is a proud looking woman. She wears a large and rather <laughs> typical captain's hat uh, because <laughs> why would you not as the captain? She is uh, flagged to her side by a female dwarf who seems to be having some sort of conversation. And as Piper is walks onto deck, uh, the conversation dies down a bit and they notice the rest of you. And Piper says, Captain, uh, our drifters are awake. They are confused, as you might imagine. I'm not confused. Um, I know what sea we're on. Um... Can you just like give us the, 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 the sort of like what what you're transporting? 
you know, um, how many hours were we asleep for? Because we started in the daytime, but it was just turning nighttime. So I just wanted to know sort of where we are so I can plot. How's the in- how how far we are? The captain is uh, she's gonna hold your ha- hold her hand up to kind of cut you off as 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 uh, Zadar tries to do the same, and she steps forward. A smile on her face. She's tall. She's quite slender. She's well built, though. She's got these deep green eyes and a long braid in her black hair. And she says, Well, I'm glad you are awake and well accustomed to your surroundings. My name is Captain Turnbull. And as the title might suggest, I'm in charge of this vessel. Which sea do you think you're on, lad? Oh, me? Um, yes, master of seas and knower of all things that are <laughs> happening. We're, 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 we, we are on the, what's the sea called next to the Swords Coast, Ben? <laughs> uh, the Sea of Swords. We're on the Sea of Swords. We can't have gone that far. Like, we had that whole salute hallucination process. That can happen. Sea salt, mm. you know, gets in the nose. Mm. And yeah, yeah, that's how we got mm-hmm. this far. Okay. What was your name, lad? Um, my name is Halcyon Smithy. Uh, I am from the Watchful Order. No, no, I got it wrong again. Sorry, I do this a lot. Okay. I have Halcyon. Yes. Just go and have a look off the side of the ship for me and tell me what you see. Uh, okay. Um, he'll go and walk to the side of the ship. You sort of look over the edge and as you do your your stomach drops in that feeling of surprise there is no ocean beneath you but empty space oh there's what? okay so the sky is all of the way around <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> what kind of joke is that that's really funny <laughs> no <laughs> she she chuckles no, no 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 seriously the sky is all of the way around the boat Sidar's gonna walk over as he's like laughing that's really oh by the nine what the hell is this she laughs and she says Oh, I like playing with groundlings. You were all born yesterday, weren't you? Well, welcome aboard the Void Howler. Uh, this is this is going to be rough for you. You're you're not in Waterdeep anymore. I gathered that. From the whole water deep getting very small. Would you like to tell me how four groundlings found their way drifting in realm space, completely alone? Well, um, hi, uh, Captain. My name is is Veronica, uh, Bakersfield. You can call me Bugs, uh, and then she'll just like blink, and the <laughs> other guys will be like, ding, ding. Yeah. Um, I am an investigator for the Watchful Order of Mages and Protectors, and I'll show you my badge. Yep. Uh, we were sent to uh, a town that reported seeing a flying ship, or, or something, something flying in the sky. And then when we got there, they said, it looked like a boat, it looked like a fish, it looked like a this, it looked like a that. And then we went, and we found a boat. 
that kind of look like a boat, kind of look like a fish, you know? So then we explored the boat and there was a whole bit with Ralph. It was funny. And, and then there was this guy and he shot me. <laughs> and then we kind of hurt, you know? You ever been shot? I anyway, have, I got actually, his yes. gun now, so it's not a problem. But then he gave us this like Rubik's cube that ma that the matchsticks has. You know the puzzle cubes that you can get in toy shops and water deep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he he put it on a table, and then like the whole place just got like smaller, you know. And we could see our house. Mm. And. And and then I, I I just thought we were going a bit crazy because we thought we was gonna die, you know? I, I said that they were all my best friends and I loved them all equally, which might be the truth, it might not, I don't know. <laughs> but now we're here. We woke up. Well, uh... um, we were on a ship called the Star Seeker. And the captain was called Tavik Harthorn. Yeah. We, he died. As he was saying this. Yeah, none of those things exist anymore. The ship or the guy. <laughs> right. Well, I've never heard of the Star Seeker. It was definitely smaller than this boat. For or sure. Captain Arthorn either. He, he said he was uh, abducted by pirates. Something about wearing yellow. Somewhat, I don't, I don't remember. I just heard yellow. Yellow pirates. Yellow pirates. Yeah, he thought I was a pirate. And I think that's why he shot me. Because... Honestly, no one has ever thought about shooting me before. I'm quite a nice person. You talk a lot, dear. I mean, oh. honestly, looking at you, you don't look like a pirate. I mean, if I had a gun on on a certain day of the week, I might... Well... Never mind. I certainly... I have a gun now, just to let you know, Halzian. believe that pirates <laughs> could have attacked this uh, vessel that you came across. It's not unusual. Yellow-skinned is... Potentially worrying if they're in the area, but we'll keep an eye out. So you... Wait, wait, no, 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 go back, go back, go back. Why is it potentially worrying? They're yellow-skinned? They're just very good at getting other people in trouble. We'll take it one step at a time, wait, don't wait. worry. No, 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 they're yellow-skinned. Like, do, do we need, like, something that... What do we look out for besides other flying ships? There oh. is too much for me to tell you it all now. Let's start with the simple things. You are a boy aboard the Void Howler. It is a ship that travels the stars. Yes, there are ships that travel the stars. Wait, 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 wait. Halcyon's gonna grab his staff with like the constellations on, and he would usually, like on a sailing ship, use it to like, he would like, bring it up to his eye and line it up with the constellation. Mm, map out. Can he line up any of those, like, dots in the void around him? Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Make an intelligence check for me. 17. I'll say, so, you got, like, roads up here? <laughs> no, dear. It's a bit more complicated than that. Um, yeah, you uh, hold the staff up, and it's difficult because the um, the perspective is different. It's wrong. Like, you're not looking from Turil. You're looking from somewhere else in space. But you do manage to find one of the constellations that you'll recognize as one that you would see from, you know, from Turil. 
you are you are within the same space as your normal planet. We're still on Tyrell because that is the the beholder constellation. You can see the twelve eyes. Can can you see them? Beholders have ten eyes, my friend. I've never seen one. Yeah. Halcyon, you 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 just looked below the boat. Yes, but I'm and saw stars. Yeah. She says, and you always told me that the Beholder constellation had 10, and if that one got 12, then I'm not going to lie to you, buddy. I don't think it's the same one. She, she holds up her hand and she says, um, let me convince you. And you watch her walk over to a, a small funnel tube and she turns it to her mouth. Um, uh, it looks kind of like uh, a long, um, like an ear horn. And she says, Mira, could you bring us around portside, please? And that there is no feeling to it, but you watch the perspective of the stars twist and move around you. And you see from uh, off in the distance, come into view on your left side, the globe off in the distance, small, almost as if you could hold your hand up and hold it in perspective of the planet of Tyrrell miles and miles away. She says, that is your planet, Groundling. Can, can, you, can you take us back? Well, that is another topic. And she pulls the funnel back round and says, thank you, Mira, back on course but, to Brawl. And the ship begins to spin and turn to again. To where? We'll get there, dear. I always thought it was flat. <laughs> some of them are. This one is not. We've, well, you mean we've some of them. Tyrell is round for how long now? A few millennia? I get the sense that science doesn't pervade this man's mind. My friends, you were lost in space. Had we not come along and rescued you, you would have drifted endlessly forever until who knows found you, or who knows what would have found so you. So, to cut things short, you owe me and my crew a, a small debt. So we could have been dead? But we're not, because of you? Exactly. Oh, well, well, I guess you're right. We, we do owe you with that. It is not often that I pick up drifters. Luckily, we were passing through your way and saw your destroyed tradesman, which I now know is not yours. Oh, well, that was very kind of you, miss. That is really kind. Thank you ever so much. What do you want us to do? Well, you are all completely lost. I can see it in your eyes and I can hear it in the questions you're asking. So why don't I take you with me for a short trip? I have a job upcoming that I could use some extra hands on. Help me out with it. I'll teach you what you need to know. And when all said is done, you can be free to leave and go home or continue your travels through the wonders of wild space. Yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, the Watchful Order would be, would, would be amazed to hear about this, right? Um, right. Are you going to make me burn documents over and over again? Because if so, I'm I'm out. No, oh dear Lord, no! I don't have any documents for you to burn. Who needs bureaucracy? Oh, thank God! This is a ship. Have you heard of the Watchful Order of Mages and Protectors? I know of them. I do not work with or for them. So no one has ever been out here from them. Oh, lots of people have been out here from many places. Oh, from the Order. Most likely. Oh my god. They knew about this the whole time and they didn't tell us? Your planet is one that we... 
like to keep secretive, too. You see, uh, it would break the small-minded very easily if they knew that there was more than just their daily lives existing out here. I mean, I'm close to breaking. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but... I'll be honest, I'm pretty close to your... So your really generous offer, which we don't really have much choice in. Can you at least let us know if it's dangerous? We'll get there. First of all, you don't have a choice because we need to redock. Shortly, we're going to uh, run into a situation where our air source is fouled. So we are making our way to port where we can uh, regain some provisions, refresh our air, and then be ready to go out and venture off into the unknowns again. I have a job lined up. It should be simple, a salvage job. Uh, we will go and do that. You will do some heavy lifting along the way. We will tell you everything you need to know about being up in the stars. And after all is said and done and you have earned your, I don't want to say release, but reluctance release from the crew, then uh, you can you can make a decision. Hell, if you do a good job, maybe there'll even be a position for you all. If, if you want to, you can you can just say we're currently slaves. You know, I know that sounds bad, oh, but... Oh, God, no. What do you think I am, Niogi? No, you are not slaves. You are merely paying off a debt, and then you are free to go about your choices. Yeah, don't worry about it, guys. This lady saved our lives. We gotta do something. All right, okay, that makes sense. We have to yeah, pay her back. Exactly. But, you know... Again, we don't have choice. Bean. Well, as long as I actually get to do something that isn't burning documents over and over again, I'm, uh, I'm pretty happy. Don't worry, my friend. Uh, Bean. There is no need for that kind of work on this ship. You're doing that thing where you get all judgy again, Bean. Okay, this is a nice lady. Let her be. Thank you, dear. Wait, Adar. Um, how, how, so, we're up. Correct. In, in, the, in the sky. Um. How, 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 how do we move? Like, there's, there's no water, no wind. How, how does this ship even go? Well, it's simple, my friend. It's magic. Oh yes, magic. Oh snap! Obvious. <laughs> I should have thought about that. Is that, is that your answer to a lot of questions? I will give you proper breakdowns of how it is all working when we make our way and our journey on to the salvage job but we are not far from our port as you can see and she gestures out towards the front of the ship and as you look past the rigging and a couple of you maybe move over to the side of the boat to look over to see what she's gesturing to uh, you are fast approaching the tears of saloon which uh, are the comets the trail behind the moon and she says as you'll see, my crew is a colourful one. Uh, we have many different types here, and we all work hard and we work together. Over the next, I don't know, day or two, you'll work hard for me, and I will treat it like an internship. I will teach you the basics and then tell you how to get home if that's what you wish. Does that sound fair? Yeah, I think so. What do you think, guys? I'm uh, all for it. Uh, what else are we going to do? Nothing else left to lose, I suppose. Um, I'm great at salvaging too. Yeah. I'm, at which I'm... point you hear a um, a booming voice from the far end of the ship, and this uh, this galleon has a, a, a 
good old size to it. I don't actually have the the uh, keel length in front of me, but it's um, it's easily over 100 feet across. And he, uh, from tip to tip, yeah, it's a big, big old boat. It's got three decks to it, um, four if you include the stern and, aft, uh, stern and four castles, which are the bits that extend, and you're on the stern castle at the moment. Um, you hear this booming voice that says, Captain, we're approaching the rock. And this large, you think, dragon approaches along uh, from down below across the main deck. If you imagine a centaur, but completely draconic. It has four brontosauri-like legs with a long tail and um, metal armor that wraps around its body. And then it's uh, where the neck of the brontosaurus would go up is the torso of a more humanoid dragon. It has long, scaly arms with six-fingered hands and a draconic-looking face. And you hear the captain say, Thank you, Mr. Longtail. Make provisions and preparations for the flagging signals. And she turns to you as this draken turns and its tail whips across the deck and it points its hand up to the rigging to the halflings and says, Be ready with your flags, mates. And there's a a couple of them like sort of wave and, and salute back to this creature. She says, Well... Why don't uh, we all head to the forecastle so you can actually see where we are? And she pulls the funnel across and says, Mira, I assume you're good enough to bring us into dock alone. And there's a, you hear a, a voice come up back through the, um, the, the tunnel, as it were, that says, aye, aye, Captain. And uh, she gestures down the stairs and across the deck. Do you go? Mm-hmm. Just follow along. Yeah. Right. You make your way across the main deck past this um, this dragon creature, which is easily about over seven foot tall. You walk past the Loxodon, who is happily looking off and just sort of in his own world. Um, past some of the the humans that are out on deck. There's a there's a bunch of of different races humans. What you see are humans, halflings, there's that cobalt milling around the Loxodon um, and the Drachen. And when you get up onto the forecastle, you look out towards the tears and the moon. In the shadow of Saloon, Turil's moon, amongst the asteroids that make the tears of Saloon, there is a city. And as you stand on the deck of the Void Howler, you see an asteroid growing larger on your approach. Wooden gangplanks extend out into the emptiness of wild space, held up by long, rickety legs that look like they shouldn't support any weight. A mass of buildings covers this side of the rock, broken into distinct wards, not dissimilar to those of Waterdeep. You can see that it is a city that almost goes up a hill of this asteroid. It has a lower, a middle, and an upper, and at the far end, a bridge moves over a large lake to a palace-like structure. As you circle around the rock and move sort of both around and down, there are large fins that hang upside down uh, into space on the underside, hanging also upside down from this rock is what looks like a grand citadel. There are large fields of green hanging onto this rock as if gravity does not affect them. It is like you are looking 
up to what would normally be down. As the ship spins closer and moves around the rock and comes towards the gangplanks, a series of flags are shown to the ship, which replies with its own coded message of colours and symbols. You notice the captain looking a little tense, and then her shoulders relax and she sighs and says, Okay, well, we're not paying any taxes for our air, so that's good. At which point, uh, you are granted access and head to make dock by an empty gangplank that has a long walk into the actual asteroid itself. Captain Turnbar looks at your astounded stares and almost breaks your attention as she turns to you and says, Welcome to the Rock of Brawl. The ship is pulled into dock and it lines up with this gangplank and their own is popped out onto to connect the ship and you watch the halflings who have ropes tied around them leap off of the side <laughs> of their ship and swing and begin to wrap ropes around parts to, to anchor this ship to to this, this plank that's sticking out into space. And it's weird, you look down and it's literally like a wooden rickety bridge just hanging over a void of nothing. <laughs> What do you guys want to do? Okay, so... Are they just walking? None of them have got off yet. They're all um, making manoeuvres to tie the boat down and get it attached. The captain is just sort of looking at you, taking in your expressions and seeing how you feel. And now that you're at, at dock, it's almost like if you were at dock in Waterdeep, you can see the city at that same kind of perspective. Okay, so what do you need us to do? Well, um, we are going to have a few members of the guilds come aboard and check our supplies and our stock and help us get them off and, uh, you know, pay for them. And we will have to pay our docking tax and do all the sort of disgusting paperwork that comes with that. Uh, so there is a bit of time. I suggest that you start paying off your debt by going and just uh, delivering something for me. Um, and she uh, she shouts out to Piper, who is still sort of still on main deck watching. She seems to be a little bit anxious that one of you is going to keel over at any moment. And she says, uh, "Could you uh, go and get uh, Mr. Tor, please?" Oh, what are you selling? Uh, we sell anything. We're salvagers. Oh, like like you sell like scrap? Like my my dad does that. I I, I make loads of cool stuff out of it. Sometimes we sell scraps, sometimes we sell lost treasures or or um, items of interest. It just oh, depends what we come across. Yeah, it sounds like my dad's place. Can I just... Mm -hmm. Right, I'm going to ask this flat out, um, because we clearly don't know a lot. Is this all above board? I don't know how laws work oh, around here. Right, yes, of course. We are uh, freelancers, as it were, uh, but... It's all completely legal. I mean, it depends where you go. But here in the Rock of Brawl, yes, completely legal. Inside check. Yeah, go for it. Just to see, like, right. everything they're doing so, is, like, that was... You guys are, like, the goodies, yeah? I think that might be subjective, but yes. But if, it, mm. if you are... That is true. Baddies might think... There's only a 12. ...that they were goodies. Um, with a 12, you think she's being 
uh, she's being straightforward, but you don't understand the the conjecture in it because you have no frame of reference. Mm-hmm. If you were on like a, a chart, say like lawful good is on one <laughs> side and chaotic evil is on the other side and the, all the other boxes, what what would you fit yourself in? Mm-hmm. This. Can I just say that seems really binary or really stupid? Like, why would you put yourself in a box like yeah. that? Yeah, I also think it's I think kind of open to opinion, you know? I think that could start a debate that could last for, I don't know, a, a series of episodes of a podcast. What's a podcast? Not for sure. All right, you should just drop this, <laughs> Halsey, and like, it, it's not a topic you want to get into. She says, uh, listen, there are a number of different forms of business, and... You're going to see a number of different things stepping foot on the rock. There are military organizations. There are mercenary groups and privateers. There are salvage groups and trading companies. And there are religions and doctrines. There are anything that you would find in any world here. This is a breeding pot. This is a fun, exciting place. You are seeing a whole new world. But... There are some that are... What about researchers? Of course there are researchers, yes, absolutely. Okay. There are lots of different people and lots of different things out there. And I assure you that my ship is above board. We are freelancers. We are soul traders. And nobody asks questions about where our cargo comes from. So we just get on with it. Is there anybody that we should maybe not, like, you know, disturb? Because I'm water deep this definitely like a group or two of people that you don't want to disturb. I think maybe just work it out for yourself is the best way. Oh, that's that's, that's, that's really great, not but the I best don't way. have a great sense of trust in people. I'm, I'm just saying, you, you, you've just so we're just gonna go into a random city where we don't know. Okay, no, that's fine. Well, I'm going to tell you where to go. Let's enjoy ourselves. We'll have lots of fun in the middle of space. Right. <laughs> Making mistakes oh. is the best way to learn. Oh, you're so right. Yes. You know your stuff. Exactly. Uh, that's, that's true. It's, it's... Exactly. That's how we always did it anyway, back in the day. Yes, but the mis- mistake usually was followed by a massive cleanup and, like, buildings being mm. rebuilt. Yeah, I mean, it probably stunned my growth, but... <laughs> I mean... It's fine. I like being this short. That was not the expression of liking. <laughs> At which point, the half orc that you saw from uh, behind that that rather nice door, uh, first mate, Mister Tao, comes out uh, up up onto the forecast. He says, "You wanted to see me, Captain." And she says, "Yes. Uh, do you have the provisions to settle our?" Um, monetary uh problems and he says he laughs and he says yes i do captain are we doing it this trip and she nods and says our new friends are going to make the delivery for us and he uh pulls out of a rather big pocket uh, a small sack of something and uh, sort of chucks it at you um matches oh. um you catch it, it feels heavy. Is that the delivery? It certainly is. Uh, yes, it's a bag full of gems. Oh, 
I will uh, keep that okay. just nice and tucked away and safe. And he will literally just tuck that as far in as it'll go. Yeah. <laughs> did I? Did Zazar see what was in that at all? Was I close enough? Or? Uh, make a perception check for me. Uh, I'm just gonna say, uh... That's an 11. You got problems? What kind of monetary problems? An 11 is enough. You see that it's... You, you get a glint of gem in there. And judging by the size and the, the sound that it made when it hit uh, the, your goblin friend, you, um, you, you know there's probably quite a few in there. Mm-hmm. And... Sorry, monetary problems like Box is saying, but... Why are you giving us this to sell? Like, that seems really dangerous. The captain says to um, Mr. Tao, she says, Mr. Tao, would you please uh, escort our friends off the boat and let them know where they need to go? And he says, aye, aye, captain, of course I will. And he, he gestures for you to come with him towards a now gangplank that's extended out onto the dock. And as you're walking, he says, this is the best way to um, test your character, I think. We'll see what you stand for, and uh, should you decide to, you know, leave us and take these gems for yourselves, you'll find that you are stranded on an asteroid in the middle of space that you know nothing about. So, really, you have no choice but to come back to us. You see, very true. The last time the Void Howler uh, made dock at the Rock of Brawl, we had a reason to celebrate. So we did, quite heartily, and we ran up quite a large tab at a particular oh. tavern, so... Oh, okay. We need I that see. paid off before uh, before word spreads that we are not good for our word. Ah, so you are the goodies. Well, we try to be, I think. Unless, of course, the baddies get in our way, whoever they might be. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, what tavern then, I so... suppose? And, and, and also, being clearly... We look like charismatic salespeople, okay? That's why we're being trusted with the gems, okay? We look like people who are going to make great amounts of money off of this. Obviously. Of course. Would you not buy gems from me? Well, we're not selling them. We're just delivering them. I don't want to answer that question. What? You don't need to sell the gems. You just need to pay off the tab with them. Yeah. Oh, well... Cool. Gems are accepted as monetary value, then. Where are we going? Lots of things are ex- accepted as monetary value here, dear. Oh. These, yes? these three coins, are these from here? I'm going to hold uh, up the three coins I took from the guy that have the stars emblazoned upon them. Yeah, the they've sun. got suns on them. Oh, and sun, he sorry. says... Uh, the same thing. <laughs> yeah, well, kind technically. of. Technically. They are, <laughs> the yeah, sun yeah. is a star. You're not, you're not wrong there. He says... Uh, Yes, uh, these are aptly named sons. Um, these are uh, one of the exchange exchanged currencies of uh, Brawl. Oh, obviously. Will our normal gold be the same too? Uh, it depends where you go. A lot of people will accept a lot of different currencies, but if you want to get the best bang for your buck and you uh, have enough money to make it worth the commission fee you'll want to get it exchanged right so probably the best thing to actually trade in is goods 
Again, it depends where you go and what relationships you make. There are lots of different people, um, lots of different races, and lots of different minds moving around uh, Brawl. At this point, you guys are walking down the gangplank. Okay, and have you ever been to our planet? Like, is there anything especially crazy? Like, can people do different magics here? Are there, I don't know, anything that's especially different? I have been to Tyrell once, yes. Um, can't say there was anything that made me want to stay. Oh. But, um, I've seen about. a two thing or two that happens down there. You'll probably find that there are other people from your planet here. There are people from many different planets here. As for different crazy things, well, again, that just depends who you come across. And what you regard as crazy. Exactly. You're getting the hang of it. Mother. Oh, Everything God. you know about life means nothing now. As, as you talk uh, about crazy, um, Zidane's just going to like look over the edge of this giant like <laughs> bridge and into space. It's like, mm-hmm. mm, crazy. What's the name of this? This tavern, then? Well, I mean, this is our life now. Uh, the tavern you're looking for is the Laughing Beholder. Uh, the man, and he sort of smiles, that you'll want to see is Large Luigi. Laughing Beholder. Large Luigi? Large Lu- right. Is he particularly large? Is that how we find him? He is very large, yes. You'll know him when you see him, trust me. Are we speaking okay. width for height? Yeah, kind of a one-to-one ratio. Oh my god, okay. So, Laughing Beholder, Large Luigi... Is he a square? Uh, where are we gonna find this tavern, or do we not get directions? He says, uh... Well, you've got time. We've got a while before we have to sign off papers for the the guilds and, and get all of our goods moved around, so have a bit of an explore, see what you can see. But you're looking for uh, a particular tavern. Uh, it is just off of Eel Street and Dragon Street. Sure. Okay, okay. Such unique names for streets. What do you mean? It's, 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 I mean, they're pretty normal. Uh, no, it's just funny, like, you know, we have eels... We have dragons. I imagine they have them here too. Clearly, these people aren't aliens. No. There's a good thing there's another harpling over there. Hey, be careful. That person's a human. You could be an alien to another creature. That is true. Well, uh, I'm going to let you go about your ways. So uh, I've got things to do, and he begins to turn around and head back to the boat. Oh, uh, alright. Bye. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, um, I get out my pocket watch. Yeah. Is it working? Uh, yeah. I mean, as it was before. Okay, okay. What, what, what time do we gotta be back? Like, when, when are you gonna leave? Um, he sort of thinks about it and he looks down the gangplank and sees some official looking men making their way towards the void howler and he says, uh, um, two or three hours. But we'll wait for you. Oh, okie dokie. And I set like a little timer yeah. to go off in like two hours. 
Yeah. Am I the only one who's getting terrible vibes off all of this? <laughs> They're all very laid back, yeah. <laughs> They're too nice. Okay, well... Ben's being too nice to us right now. <laughs> well, then let's go. We gotta find the laughing beholder. and I'm, I'm pretty sure they must be, like, locals, right? So we'll just ask. It's almost like they... Um, they either think you won't get very far before something goes horribly wrong, or you'll get there and back very quickly, very easily. Like, it's a, it's very much a test. Like, you're either going to come back or you're not going to come back. Yeah. Well, uh, as we get off, can I see any street signs or tourist boards which have, like, a map on? Okay, do a perception check. Yeah, you can all do perception checks for mm-hmm. me. Are there any markets? I love a market. Uh, natural 20, so 22 in total. Nice. Seven. Eighteen? Eighteen? Six. Oh. Okay. Seven's not going to really help. You're kind of just taken in by all of the sights, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, As you make your way down the dock, you can see, as you get closer, um, there's, like, stairs that go up onto the the actual rock itself like up the cliff of the asteroid and there are buildings atop those you can see what look like large openings and caverns um that have some ships passing in and out you see one you see a couple of ships that look very similar to a galleon like uh, ships from Tyrrell that would sail in the sea but you see some strange things too there are um a couple that look like butterflies that are docked up just outside of the caverns there's one that looks like a large uh hammerhead shark and another that has uh, like squid tentacles that come out and sit at the front of the ship with um, a squid head at the back. I'll say, I'll just like give a little giggle at the butterfly ones and be like, (laughs) and then point at my butterfly pin badge, (laughs) point at the boat uh, and be like, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. they gotta be the goodies for sure. As you make your way up the planks and up the stairs into the city itself, um, the first thing you see is the amount of people. There are easily hundreds and hundreds of different people. And I I use the term people lightly, uh, milling about. It's a big crowd and it's going to be... you're going to rub shoulders with people effectively but you see um a few humans a few what look like half elves halflings dwarfs milling about that doesn't shock you what shocks you is that you look across the street and you see a gaggle of about three or four uh, seven to nine foot tall hippo men dressed in white naval garments they are spinning pistols around and laughing throatily and quite loudly A a small clump of about six four foot tall penguins waddle by squawking to each other as they move past off in the distance you see uh what looks like a praying mantis talking to an ant that are uh, more humanoid and large than anything you've seen before and um not unlike orcs although uh they look a little bit more well kept together uh, a group of ruffian looking fellows uh chatting and standing by some sort of building all of these different races things you have never seen before milling about and you recognize uh, an elephant man that looks quite similar to the one from the ship 
moving around the streets uh, and, and all these different sounds of different languages. There are bits of common floating around, but you hear squawking, clicking, chirping, dwarvish, elvish, these different languages. Some you recognize, some you don't. You are stood next to a large warehouse and along the 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 street behind you, as you come up from the docks, are all of these warehouse looking buildings. You with your 18, I can't remember who got that. I think it was James. Um, I got a 22. Oh, 22, yeah, that'll do it. Definitely do it. You see there is a sign floating, hanging um, in in the air that sort of spins on each side. It says Dock Street. Well, uh, I think we're on Dock Street. Yeah, it would seem so. This street, just so you know, goes... Um, sort of to your left and right. It's quite a large street. Um, I would attempt to say hello to the penguins as they walk past. How are you going to do that? Uh, I, I'll just... Everyone we walk past, they'll be like, Hello! Hi there! Hi! How are you? I'm Bugs! <laughs> Hi! Hello! Um, hello? As as these two greet everyone, so I was just going to do like a slow wave in the back. As in, like, he's trying. Yeah. <laughs> the queen. You get a, you get a lot of uh, strange looks from um, a lot of different people. I mean, the ones that have faces that you recognise, you can tell they're giving you strange looks. Other ones yeah. just look at you. Um, and not many people interact. The penguins, as they wander by, just sort of squawk at you. Like, and just disappear <laughs> off into the crowd. I'm going to be... Um... Also, while I'm saying, hi, hello there, I'm saying that in common, in halfling, in goblin, and in dwarfish. Yeah. Uh, it, just in case anybody doesn't understand me, and they are all the languages I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair, that's fair. As we, as we go, I will be casting Comprehend Languages. Ah. Yeah, nice, okay. Uh, yeah. So, can we... Are you doing that as a spell or as a ritual? Um, well, I think it has to be as, like, a ritual... So it's going to take about 10 minutes to kick in. Yeah, fair. Okay, can uh, can we, like, can I spot out kind of friendliest looking person? And I suppose that would probably mean that they were halfling or, you mm-hmm. know, something more Something that you recognise. Not to be classist or racist or anything like that, but yeah. <laughs> no, just because she would be... You're more... looking for something familiar. She would know how to speak to them, like talk to them physically, their language. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. Okay, um, make me a perception check. Uh, Twenty. Yeah, you can easily spot. Um, and th- there's lots of people in this crowd, uh, so you could go to either a halfling, the human, or a dwarf. You see a, a few milling about. Uh, I will go to a halfling, seeing as I am a halfling. Mm-hmm. Um. So you make your way over to this um, stout-looking halfling man who is smoking a pipe and just watching the world go by. <laughs> the asteroid go by. Uh, hello, uh, my name's Bugs. Um, <coughs> oh, that's nice. Um, so uh, we're looking for a tavern. Could you help me? You're quite bubbly. Uh, yes, it has been said. Okay, what tavern do you want? We're looking for the the laughing beholder. Right. Uh, we would like some directions. 
Have you not been here before? No, we've never been here. This is the first time I've ever actually been in space. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I thought this was all a bad dream, but here we are. So you're a groundling? I, I guess so. People keep throwing that word around, but I'm not really sure what it means. It means you've never been to space before. Oh, well, then definitely I'm a groundling. And you're telling me you're looking for a tavern. I'm looking for a tavern. You called... come to space and the first thing you want to do is get pissed. No. Um, we're, we're on a job? I mean, if you had this cultural shock that hit you really hard, would you want to go get drunk? Fair enough. It's that way. And he points through to, to an alleyway behind him. Like a short distance that way? Or like, am I going to be walking around? Yeah, yeah, it's just that way. Okay. Thanks. Uh, can I do an insight check? Is he? Yep. Is he just backing, Is he just trying to get me away from him? Seventeen. Uh, there is. Um, how do I describe this? It could be that way. You don't think that's the most direct route, by his tone. Uh, I, I don't mean to come across as rude, sir, but um. You're giving me a bit of an air of, uh, uh, fibbing. How do you know you've never been here before? Well, um, 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 I can read people pretty well, and to be honest, maybe I spoke to the wrong guy. Uh, I, I can ask someone else. He sort of looks you it's dumbstruck fine. and he says, I'm sorry, you approached me while I was enjoying a nice puff and you asked me how to get somewhere and I told you and now you're telling me I'm lying. No. Wait, wait, wait. What's uh, this I ice? just... Nice puff. <laughs> N-I-C-E. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I just... We really need to find a tavern and I, I don't know where it is and... It's that way. And he points back through the alleyway. What else is that way? The rest of the city. Uh-huh. Everything. Look, we can we can just follow this nice gentleman's words. Yeah, yeah. You know, follow this nice do. gentleman's words. And he smiles a rather toothless grin. He, okay. Bugs, how about? Yeah. We look. We've got some time here. We could have a little tour and find the tavern for ourselves. Or you could just go that way. How dodged does the alleyway look? <laughs> yeah. What does <laughs> Make this an alleyway check. look like? Does it look like he's gonna mug us in his alleyway? Uh, that would be inside plus one, so 16. Uh, it looks pretty dark, and um, you wouldn't want to be down there on your own on a dark night in Deep. is the sense you get. Okay. Is there a way to go where we wouldn't get mugged? What do you take me for? Common thief? No, no I but don't... the alleyway I... doesn't look particularly safe and whilst you might be showing us the most direct route it doesn't look particularly safe right and i mean what do you take us for idiots yes you're groundlings we well, still lived in the you know groundlings city. with some 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 knowledge of cities you know this is a place where you know you do get mugged there are ruffians, ruffians. Or- Okay, let's go. I think we should leave. Uh, not that I'm saying you're... Not that I'm saying you're a ruffian, I think good we should go. He's just staring I, you up can, and down. 
I think can Halcyon start uh, dragging bugs away? Yes, <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I would like to instead. Yeah. Um, go and talk to the hippo guys because you said they looked like they were in some they, uniform. They were in a group and they were dressed up. Yeah. Like it, but like a uniform. Like. Uh, yeah, yeah, it looked like a uniform. Okay. Okay. You, if we can understand this. Um, <laughs> let me just grab something here. Uh, yeah, you yeah. Um, run. You, yeah, so you walk away from the halfling. As you do, you see him uh, just rest back and start smoking and keep watching the crowd like he's just waiting for something to happen. I'm sorry, guys. I really thought he was a trustworthy guy, but <laughs> I guess not. Really nice gentleman, eh? You know, who leads you down dark alleyways. It's great. Has it been about 10 minutes? Uh, at <laughs> this point, you've probably got a couple of minutes to go. I've probably been blubbering oh. to that guy <laughs> for a good while. So you're going to head over to the the hippos, right? Yeah. Okay, there's three of them. They are standing together, and uh, they are uh, they they seem to be having a good time. They are laughing a deep laugh to each other. They've got deep booming laughs. Mm-hmm. And you what know size? straight away. Oh, they they range between seven to nine foot tall. Oh, so like they're a, they're huge. Yeah. Big. Okay. Um, and you. I'm gonna get tried on. Because you've seen it and you own one. That they are. They all have firearms on them. One of them has like a blunderbuss. The other one has a pistol. Uh-huh. No, flintlock pistol. Okay. Uh, I will uh, march up to them and um, just tug one of their trousers. Trouser legs. <laughs> yeah. Um, you uh, you tug so lightly that you don't get a response. Okay, I uh, tap. Yeah. Um, where are you tapping? On his leg. Yeah. You, you just... You, a big grey hand comes down and, like, brushes his leg. Oh, like, excuse like thinks, me! Yeah, cool. Um... The the hippo turns and goes, mm, and looks down at you, and says, "Oh, oh dear, child, what? Are you okay?" And he sort of oh. leans over, like blocks out the sky. Oh, he has a large, oh, thin metal pipe with this smoke and steam coming out of it. Sir, yes, sir. Sir, uh. It is my first time here in this fine planet, and I am looking for a particular tavern. Could you help me? Make a persuasion check. Okay. Planet? Asteroid? 22. 22. He goes, (laughs) Of course I can help you. Boys! And he leans back up and says, This one's lost. And the hippos will turn and they're like, Ooh, a lot? And you, as they I'm turn, like, all this smoke just moves oh. over with them. <laughs> and there's a distinct whiff of, of like, gunpowder in the air as well. Ooh, um, spicy. And uh, one of them pushes forward and he's got this big monocle on underneath his hippo, uh, hippo like, an eyebrow, effectively. And he says... And sort of leans so that side of his face is looking down at you, Bugs, and uh, Hello, sir. says, What's your name, little one? 
My my name is Veronica Bugs Bakersfield, but you can call me Bugs. That's a pleasure, Bugs. I'm Corporal Large Dusk the Second. Oh. Where are you looking to go? I'm looking for the uh, the laughing beholder. <laughs> yeah, a bit like that, you know. It's a fine place. It's just down the street, and you watch him point his his hippo finger because they have fingers in the complete opposite direction to the other guy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's funny that. Um, he <laughs> points off uh, down. Uh, you're kind of like near a corner where the street, the large street that you're on, Dock Street, goes into a smaller street. It's not an alley, it's another street. He says, just down there. Uh, you take all the way and make a left, uh, and you'll be on Eel Street. Uh, and then you'll want to move into the cluster of buildings. You'll see the sign. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. I've never met anyone like you before, and you've made an, a, a great first impression. Well, I'm glad. Uh, where do you work? Where do I work? I... Are you in need of any battalion assistance? Oh, no. We are looking for our next jobs. Not right now, but... Maybe uh, the, the the ship that, that saved us, they might need your help. Well, I'll let you know, seeing as you haven't met us before. If you need any assistance out in the realms of wild space, the battalions of GIF are better than any other. Oh, it sounds like so. I, I, I could really put my trust in a guy like you. <laughs> I, I really could. And your money, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, well, we gotta get going now. Wait, what, would, so, uh, what would be the uh, the best way to contact you if, if you know if we needed a battalion mm. of your standard? We are always around. Uh, we, and he gestures to his friends, are a small battalion, but we know many of our of our kind that like to wander the streets and work here in Brawl. Um, we often like to find ourselves at the many watering holes of the city. And they all sort of... <laughs> and he says, and of course, we do like to uh, keep ourselves pretty in the many guild houses too, so... We're about... Oh, that's very convenient. Ask I, I anyone like... and you'll find us, I'm sure. Yeah, I like it. It's really helpful. Guild houses, by the way, what are those? Well, they are scattered about the city. It depends which one you're looking for. Right. I. I... Which one are you looking for? Well, is it the same as guilds on Turil? Is that what we were called? Your planet is Turil, is it? Yes. Well, not dissimilar. Uh, there are a few. There's the Red Mask Guild House. It's um, got a pretty nice tavern on it. Um, are these, uh, where else do we hang, lads? <laughs> Go ahead, what are you going to say? So are these guilds, are they localized to uh, the Terrace of Saloon? Or are they in many different places? Oh... These are the uh, guild houses for different companies that are located here in Brule. 
but they are around wild space. You'll uh, run into them. Uh, do you not know much then? Oh no, this is the first time any of us have been into space. So <laughs> I won't lie to you, sir. You seem like a very trustworthy guy. We have no clue what we're doing here well, at all. <laughs> because I like the look of you, little one. And he gets down on a knee at this point. So he is, he is now about <laughs> yeah. the size of a human compared to you. Yeah. <coughs> God, this voice is straining. <laughs> he says, uh, let me tell you a thing or two. Sure. There are many trading companies out here in space, and a lot of them like to operate on the rock, because it is a great hub for trading. Ah. There is the Smith's Coaster, which uh, specializes in weaponry ah. and armor. We like it a lot there. That sounds good. He sort of takes a big puff of his pipe and... <laughs> If you are more of a, what do they call it on that backwater rock? And he looks over to one of the other um, hippos and he says, What? Oh, magic. He says, If you like your magical things, Gasper Reclamations might be a place for you to look for work. They uh, go out and salvage. <coughs> um. What archaic objects? Oh, now that is interesting. Gasper, ja, uh, Gasper himself has a store located here on the rock. If you wanted to <clears throat> find some work, there's the Cindyeth uh, Line. They are an elven trading group that specializes in transportation and boats for hire. Oh. oh. Um, and then, of course, there is the unmentionables that we don't like working with. Well, fair enough. Everywhere always has a dodgy guild, you know? There are always. some other groups. Uh, the Seekers like to follow a pursuit of knowledge. Uh, the Shapers often represent... Uh, the wizarding kind, whatever they are, magical users. And there are others. And then, of course, there are the military groups as well, which we specialize in. And they all go. He says, uh, if you are new to space, then keep an eye out for the El uh, Elven Imperial Fleet. Snobby. And they like to police the trade lanes. There's the company. Halzian's just going to fold his ears down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's the company of the chalice. Uh, yeah, they like to um, look out for yeah, those being affected by piracy and things like that. What do those uh, those elf people that you don't like? Uh, do they have like a uniform or something oh, that we should watch out for? They travel in the more organic ships, uh, the ones you've seen, the fritters and the uh, the dragonflies. No, I, I don't understand. <laughs> You'll know a member of the Elven Imperial Navy when you see one. The, the, the like the butterfly that was on the dock. Uh, that is usually an Elven ship, yes. Although some of them get repurposed. Oh, he says, okay. um, keep an eye out for the pots. They are uh, 
Hmm. A little bit of a mess. Disorganized. And uh, they wish to uh, spread their ideals. But they are also for hire. Um, and the best one to be wary of, young lass, is the tenth pit. Stay away from those ruffians. Oh, how do I know who they are? They are quite secretive, and uh, many of their workers are generally unknown. They are below board, oh. not above robbing another man's vessel out in the wilds. All right, okay, I see, I see. Uh, the, the first guy, the first pirate guy, the person that came from space that we met, yes. uh, he told us... Well, actually, funny story, he shot me because he thought we were pirates. They all laugh at the sound of you getting shot. Like, and, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and said something about yellow pirates? Or mm. what was it, guys? It was uh, yellow pirates. Yeah, what was that? That sounds like your sailor was attacked by the Gifyanki. Oh, wait, I, I thought you guys said you were GIF. We are GIF, G-I-F-F. -F. They oh. are GIF, G-I-T-H. Oh, that's not complicated at all. They tend to go by GIF Yankee or GIF Zarai. Right, okay. Different sects, they believe different things, but mostly the GIF out in space are pirates. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, I I see. It must be quite confusing, though, that... I don't think so. We look like hippos. <laughs> That's true. That is, that is true. Well, thank you very much. You've, you've, you've been very, very insightful about everything. Uh, does anyone else um, have any questions? Could I try your pipe? Make a persuasion check. As he's as he's rolling, uh, the the corporal that you're speaking to says, "I like you. If you can survive a gunshot, then you've got metal." I'll say, "Oh, I survived it, and I kept the gun." <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So, yeah. Uh, what did you oh, I see you guys got guns. Where can I uh get uh you know the, the stuff to put inside? What did you get? Jeff? Fifteen. He uh, sort of looks you up and down. He says, "Very well." And he hands it over. You will obviously be like a third of the size of these guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, sort of struggle. Just take a a puff. Make a Constitution saving throw. Oh no! <laughs> what are they That'll smoking? Be a 10. <laughs> Yeah, you start coughing and spluttering like it's the first toke of a cigarette you've ever taken. It's got a very rich, um, walnutty flavour to it. It's good, but it like overwhelms you. And it sort of comes out your nose and there's so much smoke from this big pipe that's built for a creature so much bigger than you that it actually seeps out of the creases between your eyes. Ew! Uh, I think that oh. pipe might have been a bit big for me, but it was delicious. They all start hilariously laughing. 
Um, Matches, I wouldn't take it up. They don't sound too healthy. You want smoke powder? Uh, yeah, if it's what goes in this one. Yes, yes. We could probably sell you some, but <clears throat> we need ours. Maybe take a trip to Gaspar. He might have some. The gift like to keep their supplies private. You understand? From jobs and such. Yeah, I get it. Okay, well, well, thank you. You've been ever so helpful. We gotta um, go now. Oh, for, oh, yes. Wait. Do you have any, like, markets here for, like, food or stuff like that? There are many markets in Brewer. This is a trading location. There are, every building here is more likely than not a store. Anything you think you might want, you can find. But there are some uh, other marketing areas. Trade here is broken up between solo traders, companies, and then the higher-ups. Um, right. he says, uh, and uh, the lesser markets and the uh, middling markets are uh, quite a bit of a walk from here, though. Okay, right. And just in general, in what, what is it? Wild space? Is that is that what yeah. you're calling? Right. In in wild space where we are, um, what is the most valuable resource? Is it like air? Is it like a you know, a sort of jam or something. You really are new to this, aren't you? Well, air is a big one. Um, each vessel pulls air with it to a certain amount compared to its tonnage. Um, and so uh, ships have to redock to resupply their air. This rock is supplied by the fields on the underside. Um, there are other resources. For example, there are ships that get lost in space that are salvaged. Their holes are rebuilt and their supplies are sold to fund expeditions or ships that need fixing up. There are lost and ancient artifacts floating in space if you believe the rumors and there are of course also many different planets to visit which have many different resources which will get traded about between different spheres so it depends where you are right here on brawl you can sell pretty much anything right. This guy's like an encyclopedia. There is one thing, though, that is sought above all else. What's that? That is... Uh, the secrets of the arcane. Though no gun has ever worked it out. They are a race. Tall, thin, blue men. They are the ones that give all of us the ability to spell jam. No one knows their secrets. No one really knows where they came from. They are the most finite resource out in wild space. For without them, we would not travel the stars. These are like thin, blue people? 
Yes. Right, if we meet any one of those... You'll know one when you see one. I once actually saw one on, on Turil. There was like a band of four of them. They had like drums. <laughs> 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 you can have inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure they called themselves the, the Blue yeah, Man Group. <laughs> um, he says, "So you can pretty much make a living doing anything wait, 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 out in space." Go back to the Blue Man Group. Um, these yes. these people. So, yes. How are they the most valuable? Do you talk to them? Like, like how? Yes, they talk to. All manner of races. They are the only race that hold no prejudice against anybody. They will, uh, they will sell a helm to anyone that has the cash. They sell the ships. They sell the engines that fuel the ships. Oh, so they they make them right. Got it. That's but why no one so knows valuable. how. That is very interesting, is and if I could get my head in one of them engines, I guarantee you I could tell you exactly how it works. You say that, that many have tried and different types of helms exist, but only the arcanes are the best. The many is not Bugs Bakersfield, okay? Who's Bugs Bakersfield? Me! Uh... Oh, right, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Right, and I know this sounds really bad, but has no one really tried to like capture one of these blue people and make them make it? They all sort of go very Bean. stoic and stop laughing. Bean, that sounds like say, a terrible. I, that, that sounds, sounds illegal. Awful. I'm just saying, like, surely someone's tried that. Come on. I wouldn't be so brave as you. No, no, I don't want to try it myself. I'm just saying, has someone not tried that before? Is there a reason not to do that? Are they really strong? If they have tried it, they haven't lived to tell the tale. Right, about you. Okay. Bing, they sound like highly respectable people. You, you can't talk about them like that. So if you are all new to the rock, my friends, just know that you can find yourself work anywhere here. You just have to ask whether it's helping out on the dock or looking for a ship to take you out into space. All is well done. You would be hard-pressed not to find a captain trying to fill out his crew. You could join a trading group, salvage ships, and sell the parts for cash. You could join a military organization like the GIF and be hired out and help in times of war. And there is always war amongst the spheres. Or you could join a pirating group, be a privateer, although I think maybe it's not the best to do. You might find that that line of work is dangerous. And finally, you could become a myth seeker. A crazy man or woman or child or robot, whatever your poison, who searches the wilds of space for the question to the answer. Or the answer to the question that we all ask. Is the spell jammer real?
and they all sort of look at each other and go, <laughs> ah, fools. They're all fools. You should join a military organization and give your life to the cause of fighting for those that pay the highest. Like the GIF. Can you earn enough doing that to get the ship? It might take some time, but it's definitely doable. Right. Possible, I don't know. Alright, thank you ever so much. Um, was it, uh, Corporal Large Tusk? That's the one. It was lovely meeting you. It was a pleasure, and I hope to fight by your side on the main deck of a ship sometime soon. Thank, yeah. thank you. I kind of hope I won't have to fight, but... Thanks. At which point, um, you know, the, the street's crowded. You've just sort of been standing in this huddle, just chatting to these large hippo men. Uh, you all break away and begin to walk in the direction of the um, the, the street that you were told to. As you're moving away and you are uh, seeing that this this city is so full and so crowded and you you begin to get the sense that maybe it's larger than Waterdeep. Um, I would like Zidar uh, to roll me a d12. That's an oddly random one. Yeah, that's a seven. A seven. Okay. Can you roll me a d8? Oh, a, a, a d8? Mm. Oh, no. Yeah. Three. Cool. Okay. Um, and then I just need you to roll me... <laughs> Another one! <laughs> <laughs> just all the dice, all the dice. Uh, a d4, please. Uh, that is a two. Awesome. You're making your way down the street and um, it's quite crowded as it is everywhere. There's penguin men, there's uh, what look like these kind of ape men. <gasps> can matchsticks now understand the penguin men? Yeah, you can start You start to hear all of these voices around you. Uh, all these different conversations begin to fill your ears and the, the cacophony of noise begins to become a cacophony of language which you could tune in and out of at any time. Um, and as you're walking down the street, there's a sudden eruption of shouts. You hear a... Uh, most of you hear a, a, a language you don't understand. Mm. Um, you, Matches, hear um, the the shout of what is quite obviously a fight breaking out as someone says, Get here, you son of a bitch! And there's a sudden loud <laughs> crash and uh, the, the sound of contact of skin on skin. So can what we hear, is it definitely like an aggressive shout though? Hard to tell. Hard um, to tell because it's a tongue that you guys, really don't like. like Russian yeah. can sound aggressive to what, someone who doesn't speak it, on? you know? There's some kind of fight going on over oh. there. As he um, says that, the middle of the, the street begins to open out into a large circle as you see a group of what look like three ape-looking men who have um, like ape hands and feet, but they're humanoid. They look like sort of medium humans, but they're apish and they've got apey skin. Um, one of them has just punched uh, a half-elven who is uh, standing surrounded by an orc and a kenku and some sort of group violence is breaking out and it's taking up the um, middle of the street it's probably best I'm... to avoid this kind of conflict and then i will push everyone back so that we're not oh. in the center yeah, 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 yeah. So we, so we, we don't 
No. Well, we'll keep careful note on the pouch, Ben. Yeah. Just to make we, sure it's no one's using the opportunity. We shouldn't get involved. We're, we're not familiar with this place. We don't know what these sort of abilities. We don't even know what. These... We don't even know what they're arguing about. Exactly. As uh, as you're all having this conversation, the crowd is beginning to gather and watch this fight. Um, the the ape men uh, like run in and start throwing punches and it's not long before the Kenku goes down unconscious and um, the apes start to gang up on the uh, half-elf and the ogre at which point you hear um, a whistle blow high-pitched loud whistle as um, a number of more elvens start coming running towards the group it's about five of them and they are dressed in uh, more uniform like regalia it's green and has small little medals some of them have medals along their uh, collarbones and they are coming to the aid of the half elf who they seem to recognize um and they're beginning to break up the fight and push it apart and and you're watching this kind of just all unfold in front of you this violent moment that's just un unearthed in front of you the one of the elves is speaking elven who here speaks elven who isn't matches because he's got comprehend going me Okay, so uh, so Halcyon and matches. You hear the elf berating the half elf, saying, "Why are you getting involved with these decades?" And he says in Elven back to him, "I'm, I'm sorry, boss. They just they didn't know how to how to take a joke." And one of the apes just snarls at them and um, sort of spreads his arms out, and you see these leathery wings underneath, as if he's making some sort of display of aggression. Um, and uh, the half elf, uh, the, the elven who seems to be in charge of this group says, You know this isn't acceptable. Not in the ranks and not in the streets. A fight like this? Well, it's going to draw attention. We'll get the magistrates down on us all. We don't need that. At which point there's a scream from across the circle. The elves react instinctively and turn. And you watch as one of them puts his hand to a hilt to a sword but he doesn't draw it uh, as the group opens the crowd sort of opens and looks as there's another crowd that has gathered just to the back who looked like they were trying to look over the, the fight and see what was going on as this large amount of people has now gathered and it seems to have attracted the attention of some form of creature flying high above in space above the city three of what look like one-eyed colossus-like sharks are beginning to get ballsy and swoop down into the crowd. One of them has swooped down and tried to snap at this girl that is screaming and crying and running towards the group. It seems the collection of people has attracted the attention of Scravers. Space sharks. Space seagulls. <laughs> Space sharks. <laughs> Um, the <laughs> elven commander uh, turns to the group of elves and says, Men, warm up a battalion. Let's protect the rock. As the deck apes get pushed aside and the crowded people begin to run and duck and hide for cover. The sharks are huge and they swim through space as if they were in water. Uh, two of them are grey, one of them is pitch dark black, and they are swooping down. They are probably about 40 feet above the street. It is unusual, you get the sense, for this to happen. What are you going to do? Run or fight? As as I as this is happening, I'm going to tell the group, 
You know what a really good thing to do in a place you don't know about? Show us strength. As um, I take out my maul. Mm -hmm. Look, no, 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 we shouldn't. We don't want to make ourselves, you know, too familiar with some of the people around here. We just get what we need to do done and then we can go back to that ship and they'll take us Look, home. Look, if when we were kids and we saw matches being picked on and we said that we shouldn't have gotten, gotten you know, in the interfering, we would never have made our best friend. Yeah, we should help. We might make more friends. We need to help. Right. I'm... As they say that, I'm gonna try a command on the shark that's 40 feet up. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are you gonna try and do? Land! That's <laughs> what I'm gonna shout. Okay. <laughs> what save is that? Um, it is a... Oh, I need to check. I'm so sorry. Uh, 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 I just remember I had it. Uh, uh, what is it? I think it's a wisdom, but I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's wisdom too. To be fair, it rolled a four, so I think it's going to fail uh, either way. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 I remember what it does. It's wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> it is wisdom. Okay, yeah. So what's your spell save, do you see? It's higher than four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it, it's going to fail. It's not got like a plus ten to wisdom. You're fine. Yeah, it's fine. So um, you watch the command word uh, leave your friend's mouth. You watch the, the scraver, as you now know it's called, floating high above. Which one are you going for, one of the grey or the black? I'm going to go for the grey. Okay, you watch its eye, um, its singular eye sort of furrow, like the brow has been creased and it turns its attention to you. Almost like it doesn't quite understand what landing is. Uh, it looks like it's not a creature that would come down to land, but it does swoop low. It has your attention and it comes swimming very fast towards you. Let's roll initiative. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of We Speak Common Presents The Cosmic Causeway. Don't forget to head to wespeakcommon.com for a full list of where we're available online, including our social media channels like Twitter and Instagram, as well as Patreon, which make projects like this possible. For a full track list of the music and sound effects used in this episode, head to the description below.